0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Welcome to another Astros podcast. And
2: greetings from Fit Team Ballpark of the Palm Beaches in West Palm Beach, Florida, where today the Houston Astros continue Grapefruit League play as they take on their complex mates, the Washington Nationals. Yesterday, the Astros lost to the Marlins in Jupiter 3-0. Garrett Cole, a 1-2-3 inning of work in the start, and Wade Miley in his first appearance in an Astros uniform through two scoreless innings, working around a walk, retiring six of the seven that he faced. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros, Houston Methodist leading medicine. Colin McHugh getting the ball for the Astros today. And McHugh, after working out of the bullpen last year, really because there was no room for him in the rotation, back in the rotation for 2019.
0: And it was very interesting. He became one of the American League's most dominating uh, relief pitchers last year, ERA of 1.99. But the journey begins today to stretch him out, get him back, Uh, to doing what he did throughout his career as a starting pitcher. He certainly has enough pitches to pitch two, three, four times through a lineup. Uh, Great curveball. We all know about that, a big swing and miss pitch. But he can also land it for strikes. He can fall out of bed and throw that curveball. We always know that's going to be there for him.
2: Jeremy Hellickson getting the ball for the Washington Nationals. He signed late with them last year, a, a minor league deal, and wound up being one of their better starting pitchers, an ERA under 3.5 and, and 19 starts for the Nationals.
0: Yeah, it was very surfaceable for a team that was, you know, fighting to get in the playoffs, and they needed him. He gave them a good push. He's been moving around a little bit the last three or four years after starting his career with the Tampa Bay Rays, and uh, he pitched there for five or six years and, and got off to a great start. But, Started bouncing now, just 31 years old, throws a lot of different pitches, has some deception in his delivery, but uh, uh, they expect some good things from him.
2: Keys of the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. And, you know, the Astros giving a lot of young players a chance in the lineup today. A.J. Hinch talking about you know wanting to see Jordan Alvarez, for example, getting his first start today. Jack Mayfield, Joshua Rojas, Kyle Tucker among the players that are starting today's game.
0: I think Alvarez, let's talk about him first. Mm-hmm. Jordan is showing that his bat is what everybody's talking about. and It's impressive the way he can spray the ball around with power and all of that. And we're starting to watch him on the bases now, so we know there's a skill set in there that he moves much better than his body would suggest. Uh, But he's tall, has all those levers. Everybody's been talking about the defense. Where is he going to play? Is he a first baseman? Is he a left fielder? Is he even adequate? Either of those. Made a pretty athletic play in the corner on a ball here uh, just two days ago. Got a late jump on it, but ended up making up for it with some pretty good speed and an an athletic play. So I think guys like that is just an example of saying, all right, there's something in there so we can work with it. Coming up next, we'll
2: hear from Brandon Bielak, pitcher in camp for the first time with the Astros on the big league side. But now this from your local station.
3: What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford Boxes? Deep to left field,
2: and you can kiss that good into the Landry's Crawford Boxes.
3: How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bock? Carbox Crawford Bock pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch plus a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the astros foundation to support community initiatives so root 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 for the astros with a cold Crawford
1: Bach this season
2: welcome back robert Ford. joined by brandon belak in camp for the first time uh, in big league camp anyway with the astros and you were drafted just uh, a couple of years ago if someone had told you when you were drafted hey you're going to be in big league camp in two years what would you have said
1: you know i mean everybody has different journeys yeah. Uh, and it's been, it's been a lot of fun. I've learned a lot of things in the Astros organization, um, and I wouldn't want to be in any other organization right now. So it's it's been an awesome ride so far.
2: Had a really good year last year. Started off at Bowie's Creek, finished up at Corpus Christi. Did you have anything in particular you really wanted to focus on going into last year, and did you feel like you executed those things?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, I was really working on using my lower half a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's kind of one of the things I've really never done. And, it's, it's gonna, and that's going to be a thing that takes a toll on me later in my career, on my arm. So it's, it's something that I'm working on now. Um, and also, I mean, my change-up right-on-right guys, um, just locating that a little bit better. Uh, so those are two big things that I worked on this off season.
2: When you're talking about using your lower half more, did you see an increase in velocity by doing that?
1: Correct. I mean, I sustained my velocity a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it might have ticked up even a little bit more. Uh, than usual, so it's it's definitely been an improvement.
2: You played your college baseball at Notre Dame, and your teammates there were the Biggio brothers, Kevin and Connor, and Kevin Biggio's, uh, of course, playing now in the in the Blue Jay system in big league camp with them. Uh, what was it like getting getting to know those guys and playing with them, and I, I'm getting to know Craig Biggio as well?
1: It's, I mean, I built a great relationship with that family. Um, they're they're amazing people, and they're always there for me. Uh, at Notre Dame, and even with the Astros now, it was awesome to get a text from a Hall of Famer saying, welcome to the family. Uh, so it was, it was pretty neat to have that.
2: So Craig Biggio texted you after the Astros drafted you? Correct. Yeah, it was it was pretty uh, a surreal moment. Did you know much about Craig Biggio and his career before uh, you got to Notre Dame? I mean, are you even old enough to really remember him in his prime?
1: I mean, I know he was, he was a Jersey guy just like yeah. me, uh, so it was kind of cool to... Um, yeah go play with his sons at Notre Dame and and build that relationship with
2: them. Now you, as you mentioned, grew up in New Jersey, still live there. You went to St. Joseph's High School in New Jersey and... One of their alums is John Bon Jovi, mm-hmm. so I mean, I feel like if you're from New Jersey, you're either a John Bon Jovi fan or a Bruce Springsteen fan, right? That, those, those have to be your favorite, right?
1: That's for sure. Uh, the Boss is definitely one of the one of the guys, um, and actually, uh, Bon Jovi's son actually attended Notre Dame and, and played football there, so it's kind of kind of a neat path to see where guys from my town are going.
2: Did uh, John Bon Jovi ever come around your town or your high school when you were growing up?
1: Uh, no, i would never seen him. I, I mean. When Sandy hit, I think he came back to to cerebral um, Mm -hmm. just to see how people were doing, and it's really the only time I think I've seen him.
2: So being here in in big league camp, of course, one of the benefits for especially a young pitcher like you is you get a chance to be around some of the the big leaguers and kind of pick their brain. Anybody in particular you've you've gotten a chance to to
1: talk to or, or learn from? I mean, kind of uh, just picking guys' brains every now and then, just just seeing how they go about their business. I don't want to get in their way, um, and I'm going to do my business. So it's it's kind of cool seeing what Verlander and Garrett Cole do on a daily basis, and um, Brady Rogers and Josh James are guys right next to my locker. So it's definitely um, the two guys that I kind of been picking my brain, their brain about.
2: Have you been impressed or surprised by maybe some of the, the focus or the
1: intensity of some of the more established guys in terms of going about their business? Oh, yeah. I mean, their routines are, are down to the seconds of every day. Um, they get to the ballpark every day at the same time. They're leaving the ballpark at the same time every day. It's It's pretty neat to see.
2: Brandon Belak and Bigley Camp for the first time thanks so much for joining us and hope to see you up at Minute Maid Park real soon awesome thanks for having me pleased to be joined by a special guest Allison Footer from MLB.com down here in Florida covering the Astros for for a little bit and uh, Austin Bryce by the way on the mound now for Miami their fourth pitcher of the day but thanks again for joining us Allison you got a chance to catch up with uh Garrett Cole, who started this game, pitched an inning, look, looked pretty good. What, what did he have to say?
3: Well, I told him, I said, I, you gave me a lot more than I thought I'd get from uh, throwing eight pitches. So, <laughs> um, yeah, he, he felt good. He looked good. He thought he'd be out there maybe for 12 to 20 pitches, but he really just wanted to, you know, get up and, and down and just be done with it. He's been throwing, um, you know, before this this uh, appearance he's been doing kind of his up and down work and simulating a little game action so this is all you know when it comes to a, a, a person a, a pitcher of, of uh, garrett cole's caliber this is about just getting ready and building up for opening day or whenever he pitches that first week so um, he's doing pretty well
2: carlos correa will lead it off correa a strikeout victim his first time up three infielders on the left side bryce delivers and that's chopped left side, charging it as the third baseman Herrera. He has it. Throws on the move to first in time, and Correa is done on one
0: pitch. Allison Garrett Cole has a different personality, doesn't? It? I mean, he's very <laughs> affable number one, but he'll open up, and he's pretty transparent. Uh,
3: yeah, I'm, I think that, uh, you know, he's got a, his voice projects, and uh, uh, you know, so when he's talking, you can't help but hear him. Uh, he's a he's a very funny person, you know, I'm still kind of getting to know people, uh, just being around the team on a regular basis, and uh, once you can have a few laughs, but certainly he is, uh, you know, w- when you give somebody of, of his caliber on the mound, then of course they're already going to bring something to the clubhouse, and you know, people listen to him, uh, but seeing him in and Justin Verlander's lockers are very close to each other in the Astros clubhouse, and and just kind of seeing how people gravitate toward them, but at the same time, are um, you know respectful of them too. Um, it's it's cool. I mean, I asked A.J. Hinch the other day. I'm like, how nice is it? to just You have, like, two pitchers at the top of your rotation. You don't have to worry about anything. You've got those two guys that just lock it down, and then, you know, whatever happens after that, it's a very good situation to
0: be in. Definitely what a luxury to have. What does A.J. say about that? I mean, he tries to gloss it like, yeah, I'm a, I know it's a luxury, but, man, I don't <laughs> – it's unbelievable. Those are, those are two of the four best pitchers in the American League last year.
3: Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we kind of take it for granted. Um, they make it you know, look kind of easy, but, um, you know, we were joking with some of the other writers today, like, there's not a ton to write about, and which is what happens when you come to spring training with a team like this. You have a, a fifth starter spot open, uh, a bullpen spot, and, you know, you have to figure out your bench, and, and that's about it. Uh, you know, we even said to AJ, like, what should we write about today? Uh, because, you uh, because there's just so few questions that have to be answered. So, um, you know, regardless of, you know, we hear all about the opener and we hear, you know, all this, you know, bullpen tinkering. um, When you have guys that can give you 180 innings, uh, you know, per season, uh, per pitcher, that's a very good thing to have.
2: Reed strikes out, swinging through a 2-2 breaking ball for the second out of the inning, and that'll bring up Jake Marisnik, who grounded out his first time. We're chatting with Allison Footer of MLB.com. 22nd Astro spring training, is that right?
3: <laughs> I think so. It's 22nd spring training, yeah. I mean, the last few years I've been sort of, you know, You've jumping around, around, working yeah. for Major League Baseball. But, yeah, I had uh, my first spring training with the Astros was 1998, and I covered the beat all through the 2000s, and um, and here we are today. So a lot of days at Roger Dean Stadium, which I have just realized is now Roger Dean Chevrolet Chevrolet Stadium. Yeah, so got to throw let's get the, the, name right. the
2: car name in there. <laughs> says the broadcaster, whose last name is Ford. <laughs> Total coincidence. Oh, one to Marisnik, and that's lined in the right center field, and the Astros have their first hit of the game. Played by Brinson on a couple of hops, and Mariznick is aboard with two outs. Now, when you think back to all those those spring trainings, is there one that stands out? Well, you talk about this spring training, not particularly uh, a lot to write about. One stands out as, as really eventful, in your time covering spring training
3: 2004 so Andy Pettit and Roger Clemens signed on and uh-huh. the Astros didn't think they were getting either one of those guys um, and so uh, spring training games were all of a sudden like people were up on their feet the guys would come out after pitching their one inning one two innings people were screaming they were, they they did very well in attendance which was never the case in Kissimmee um, and so it was just like these rock stars had signed on <laughs> to be Houston Astros and everything was elevated i mean the when they when i think when Roger signed um, the Astros phone system at Minute Park was uh, kind of demolished they had to revamp the whole thing because wow. um, there were so many people calling to buy season tickets so it started then but yeah spring training was a completely different animal you know i'd be three deep trying to you know talk to roger clemens after a start i'm like in the third row back of these media people i'd never seen in my life <laughs> i was a little grumpy and a lot to of be national honest. a <laughs> yes. lot of national
0: writers for, for a change
3: uh, absolutely a lot of people came around and then the team was supposed to be really good right, right. so we were in spring training going this is going to be a really fun year um So that made it go by a lot quicker than it normally does.
2: Throw over to first base, and I think that hit, Marisnik is Walker unable to find it for a moment, wound up landing right by the bag after
0: it, it got past him.
2: Yeah. What was it? Marisic's okay.
0: What was it like on that team? What, how did Phil Garner handle those situations with all those stars on that team? Because A.J. does a great job with that.
3: Yeah. Um, it, well, he, he. the interesting thing was that he came on, Phil came on at the All-Star break. So it was Jimmy Williams, actually, the first half of that season.
0: Line
2: drive off the glove of a leaping Castro and in the right field for a base hit. Marisnik trying to go to third. The throw to third is not in time from Sierra. And they're runners at the corners with two out after the base hit by Abraham Toro.
3: How about Jake Marizek, right? So he comes to camp, and and the big story is that he's a little bit more crouched over with his batting stance. And, of course, now he's probably going to be the Astros' best hitter this spring. It It fits right into our narrative. It does. Anyway, so uh, Jimmy Williams was um, let go at the All-Star break, and Phil Gardner came on. And he came into it, and Jerry Hunsaker said to him, We're not signing you to an extension yet. I want you to manage this team as if you're just going to be here for two months, and then you're leaving. So don't worry about when anybody – you know, you don't have to massage any egos. You don't have to worry about guys being mad at you just manage." The team, And he would do some crazy stuff because they really didn't have anybody. Andy Pettit was hurt that year. Mm. They had Roger and Roy and then whoever else. You know, Brandon Backey stepped up big time. But Phil, the way he managed that bullpen, the way he went to his bench sometimes in the fifth inning. And he told guys, I might pull you. And that's just how it's going to be because we have to win some baseball games here. So it worked out.
2: Max Stassi at the plate facing a a, a 1-0 count. And Phil Garner, I mean, how great was he to, to deal with on a, on a daily basis? He
3: was awesome. He is probably my favorite person ever in the game. Um, I've worked with some great managers, but there was something about him. Because he liked the back and forth with the media. He <laughs> liked having us in his office for an hour before games. Um, and we talked about all kinds of stuff. It wasn't just all baseball. He's very engaged, and a lot, he has a lot of outside interests. Um, and you could also kind of argue with them and, and, and maybe even yell a little bit. And, yeah. uh, and <laughs> it was fun. he get
0: riled, but it never took it personally. No,
3: absolutely not. And he was a master at dealing with the media. And he, he liked us. I mean, I, you know, I just told a funny story about it. he called me the spring after he had gotten fired and he got fired in August of '07. He calls me at spring training <laughs> from his house just because he knew I was probably getting a little grumpy. It's, you know, it's March 26, and I'm guessing you want to get out of there and you're probably not having a very good day. I'm <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> you're right, Phil. You know, me pretty well. Yep. <laughs> but we all love him. He's just he's the best.
2: Bryce throws a breaking ball for a strike to Stassi. It's a 2-1 count. Mariznick at third. Toro at first with two out here in the top of the fifth inning. No score between the Astros and Marlins. Bryce, the right-hander, comes set, now delivers. Swing and a miss at a breaking ball, and it's two and two.
0: It's funny how there's a perfect manager for a a specific team at the right time. A.J. Hinch is certainly that with his intellect and and his grasp of the analytics and his communication skills and all that stuff. and that's the way Garner was, but you see, some talented teams sometimes have the wrong manager, and it doesn't work out nearly as well.
1: Well, Toro
0: takes off, swinging a miss by Stassi, and the inning draws to a close. Well, Allison Footer,
2: MLB.com, always good to see you, and you're leaving town here pretty soon, aren't
3: you? I am, but I'll be back. You won't. You're not getting rid of me completely.
2: Well, thank goodness. Well, <laughs> it's always good to see you. Thanks for having me. And we'll me talk out. to you when you get back into town.